and welcome to this, the first ever Teen Tips podcast. My name is Alicia Drummond and I'm a BACP accredited counsellor, a parenting coach, I'm a pastoral care consultant and I'm also the mother of teenagers, although the youngest of them is just about to be 20, so I guess that's not going to be for long. I work in over 90 schools in the UK and abroad, delivering workshops to teenagers, to parents, school staff, and when I'm not working in schools or in the therapy room, I'm writing books about teenagers. So I guess my world is pretty exclusively teen related. I'm very excited about today's podcast because I know it's a topic that invariably comes up in the parenting teens workshops and it causes much angst and debate amongst parents. So the question is, should I let my teenager go to a post GCSE festival? Hopefully it's also timely as both the GCSEs and the festival season are nearly upon us. My guest today is Lorna Johnson and I can't think of many people more qualified to talk on the subject of teenagers and festivals as you will discover when I let Lorna introduce herself in a minute. But before we start, during the talk we discussed the drugs testing stations that some of the festival organisers now provide but we don't at that moment explain what they are. So in the interest of clarity, a drugs testing station is somewhere you can take your drugs to see what is in them. Listen in if you want to know what we both think of them. So enough from me. Welcome, Lorna, and thank you so much for being with me today. So hi, um, thank you for inviting me here today. Um, I'm really happy to meet you. My name is Lorna Johnson, and um, I have been working within events for our past uh, 15 years, I'd probably say. Um, but alongside that, uh, during term time for the academic year, I've also been house parenting and uh, worked my way up to kind of senior leadership level. And Within yeah. school? Within, uh, within schools, schools, is that right? Yeah. So you've worked in boarding schools across the, across the country. Um, so yeah, kind of a wealth of experience um, from kind of both aspects. So, so when you said you started working at the festivals, what were you, what were you doing initially with the fe- at festivals? So initially um, I went to Dartington College of Arts um, and that kind of, I, I studied um, arts and events management with um, visual arts practices. So that was kind of a, a starting point for, um, yeah, working within events and getting an experience um, of, of kind of live yeah, just live event experience um, during the holiday times to kind of kind of pay for for my education. Um, I fell into working for a few kind of events companies, one of them being DC Site Services. So just kind of helping with a lot of infrastructure around site, um, from simple things to litter picking to just kind of you know doing a bit of stewarding on the staging. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's how I first got into it and then I kind of went from there and kind of built up contacts and friends and then moved up through the ranks. So I now do a bit of stage managing um, and venue managing to uh, being wristband exchange manager for, for Festival Republic. So which I do wristbanding. Um, just so we all kind of all know, Festival Republic run, what do they run? Which um, so Festival Republic, run? you're looking at um, Reading and Leeds, so lots and lots of 
people coming and going, lots of young people coming and going at those festivals, very popular, um, to Latitude Festival, which is quite a family-orientated festival, to um, Electric Picnic over in Ireland, which is really a, a good mix of both, a bit of family, a bit of the youngsters going, so I've not actually worked that one myself, but um, but yeah, the busier ones I have done for festivals. Because I guess if we were thinking of festivals, I mean, I know from talking to parents, the one that most of the teenagers want to go to first is that kind of post-GCSE Reading Festival. Yeah. That yeah. seems to be the big starter. It definitely starter. is, and they do come come rocking up to that one in their, their thousands, literally. So um, I, I look after a team of uh, stewards that will work on the, the main gates when they come in, once they've been through security, once they've you know queued all that time, parked their cars. They finally get to us and my team, who will take a ticket off them and, and wristband them, and then they're, they're into the festival. And... Yeah. So when they're coming into the festival, you know, what are you kind of checking for as they're coming in at that point? For the young ones, um, ideally, the, the, on, on the wristband exchange, what, what's, uh, what, what the ticket you know, exchange uh, people are looking for is obviously they've got the correct tickets, and, you know, nothing's fake or anything like that, but by that point they should have gone through lots of other checks with Oxfam, Oxfam stewards. Um, who who will have checked those things? But anyway, they they need their ticket. They hand their ticket over simply, and then in exchange they get given a wristband, and then they go through onto the festival and put their tents up and go and enjoy themselves. Hopefully, go and have fun and go and have lots and lots of fun. So, but but yeah. Yeah, so so that's the main job of that, and then our wristbanders get a bit of downtime as well, so they go and enjoy the festival. So. Oh yeah, because I know that um, I've got ones of the age whereby they're wanting to go and work at festivals. So actually, my youngest she's just got a job this summer, going to work for a company, and they're giving out books at the yeah. festival. It means that the evenings when all the big bands are on, yeah, she's free to go and party. Yeah, it's a plus side of working at festivals, and I think. I don't know, most of the young people that I've encountered through my other job, which is obviously pastoral work and, mm. um, and care work for young people, um, that, is, that is more so what I suggest to them to go and do because I think it's just a different way of, of experiencing the festival. You still get to enjoy it, but because you've got to put a little bit of time in, you get to see how it actually is put together and how it works. Um, also you're working with a lot of different age groups so everybody kind of self-pleases themselves and looks after one another you get showers, you get fed most with most contracts and you might even get paid for some of them so so yeah I think it's that's that's my advice to most people if they're going for their first festival experience so it's to get a little job or volunteer with a charity or something yeah because you've got a little support network on absolutely as well haven't you absolutely so and, and crew do tend to look after one another which is really good you know so you've got security on, on on your side if there's any problems but you know as i said because if you've got a job there and you're working with crew you've got a good team to go out with there's always going to be a group of you going out and enjoying the evening when you've got time off looking after one another so whereas i think sometimes you know, I've seen it all too often from the crew perspective and from, a, you know, especially when I've been uh, kind of working in gates or, or supervising the stewards, um, lots of young people that kind of go off with group of friends from schools and they they don't really have that or form that kind of working bond where you mm-hmm. do with crew members. So too often I've, I've found people on their own crying or you know something like that so and then it's always crew members like us that kind of take the time we're like no that that can't happen let's make sure that they're 
kind of looked after. So. Yeah, so kind of grow, going with a group, I think, from parents' perspective, you know, they always feel more safe if they're sending them off to a festival with a group. Mm-hmm. But I guess that it's kind of, it's interesting, isn't it? Because too big a group, sometimes it's, it's, it's less helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think for young people to kind of micromanage keeping everybody together or, you know, having, you know... Well, they, they want to go and do their own thing you're fighting with those emotions aren't you basically so it can be a real conflict of keeping a big group of people together and everybody's looked after at some points there's going to be fallouts and there's going to be a few few arguments and, and things make-ups and break-ups but but again that's all part of the experience as well so you've been doing the festivals for a long time so when was your very kind of first festival that you went to um, how many years ago roughly First, first festival I went to um, as as we would say a punter or as mm-hmm. a student. Mm-hmm. Um, I was nineteen, and that was Reading Festival. I think that was a long, long time ago now. Crumbs. So, what have you really noticed has changed? You know, in the, in the kind of way that festivals are run or put together. Or, I mean, um, it seems to me that there's a huge number of them now. That there is a lot of festivals now, a lot more than what they used to be. I think possibly because. Um, I think festivals have gone through a really, it's got a really kind of long history, moving history from where it was just kind of free parties that got together to everybody having to be licensed and, and, you know, making it more legal. So that's where the transition of kind of free parties and things have come from. So a lot of smaller events now, we've got 5,000 capacity festivals and gatherings. It's also reflective on like your village fates and things like that as well, mm. which is a good combination of the two. But but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's kind of gone through a different history, the changes. There's the, yeah, there's a lot of changes, definitely a lot of changes. I think from the time that I started going to festivals, it was a bit of a unique thing for you to do as a young person or, or you know, whatever age you were. It was, it was people that might be a little bit, a little bit different or a little bit quirky or a little bit eccentric maybe, or people that were very arty. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't the cool school that went. Um, the big, big change that I have definitely seen, especially within the last, you know, oh God, seven years, I'd say, for, for some of the big rock festivals, let's <laughs> say, is that the clientele, it's, it's been, it has been trendified slightly. So, so that brings its whole, you know, whereas you could go to a music festival and nobody would really care what you looked like. Yeah. Um, some of the younger ones. I can remember going to Reading Festival in 1999, you know, in, in blue bolt jeans and kind of a grungy t-shirt. And that was absolutely fine. Some skater shoes, you know, and I didn't have to be doled up with loads of makeup on and short shorts or some sort of fake tan going on. Um, but, but now <laughs> that's what I see a lot of. So um, I think that brings its whole fun challenges, you know, into situations. And I guess that's kind of playing into that whole social media yeah getting definitely. up your instagram photos it's, it's all a bit more of a show now than are you really are you rather into it it's uh yeah i have been uh, stood down or dancing down at the front of you know the stage for for some really fantastic artists with lots of young girls stood right next to me or taking selfies of themselves with the crowd behind them, not even the artists behind them, you know, and 
and kind of I could see looks coming from the, the crew that was working kind of backstage and they're kind of thinking god what is this is not this is is this where we are these days <laughs> you know and it's like everything has to be filmed rather than experienced yeah, yeah isn't it? absolutely so it is uh, I think you do get some smaller boutique festivals out there which have now started coming out and I think that does it lessens that factor and I think you do find that there are some people willing to go to those mm. festivals some young people for a different experience which is good um, but yeah, all too often, I think some of the some of the bigger you know name festivals that were once upon a time kind of you know a rite of passage, passage type experience, and you went to it and and it was cool and it was something that made you a bit different from everybody else at school. Um, now everybody just kind of well, it's what everybody else at school is doing, so, isn't it? Yeah. So it's more of a kind of school outing, yeah, ultimately. It is a little bit. And I think you and I, because when we chatted on the phone originally, months ago, whenever it was, uh, I think you and I are both quite keen on festivals for young people mm. and actually think there's loads and loads of positives. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, maybe you could, what do you think is great about them for, for young people? Oh, I think it's definitely fantastic bringing them, you know, kind of... Uh, different cultural experiences to them. There's, as I was saying, about smaller kind of uh, festivals that are out there now. A lot of them have a lot of creativity aspects to them. There's a lot of performance, circus, different, you know, kind of musicians that you'll be meeting or listening to. Um, there's a lot of um, kind of things that you can have a go at, you can have a try at, whether or not it is from the arts perspective or, or music-wise. Lots to get involved with, um, which is good. Um, so I think those are all valid experiences. Um, some, some festivals even go to having workshops that you can go down and sit and listen to people, things that you know might be worrying you as a young person or even as an adult, and, and you find kind of answers at these places when you do you know, partake in these kind of workshops or maybe just the speakers that are there. From a creative point of view, you know, festivals like Latitude Festival, they have a big comedy area, so you've got lots of comedians that are there, but they also opposite, you know, they've got a big poetry tent. So it's bringing people, you know, young people engaging with these different subjects, which sometimes in a school setting, sat behind a desk, is not such an exciting experience to learn about, but when somebody's kind of, you know, sat you down at a festival and, and there's lots of different people, probably people your same age group there, which is a little bit more accepting, everybody's having a really good time and enjoying these things, it brings it, you know, brings it into the interest a bit more. Um, you never know, they might actually see something there that becomes, ultimately becomes their career, mightn't they? Absolutely. You're seeing a whole different side of, of yeah. life. Yeah, and there's it's 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 you've got lot so you've got obviously the kind of creative and performance aspect that you can go and get inspired from, but equally it's not to say that all the people that organise the festivals, the stage managers, you know, the kind of site crew, uh, carpenters, you know, builders, all these different people, there's all different roles there that put put these these events together, which is a a lot of hard work in a very small space of time and creating magic basically, and there's only one of those roles that could be inspirational to a young person to do. Um, 
I mean, you know, for all the different experiences it is, you know, it gives a young person it's important to go. I mean, if, if they get there and at least they can put up their tent, I think that's a start. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they've got somewhere. <laughs> and they've if got they can find stay. it again, yeah, it's yeah, even better. If they can find it again, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Maybe a flag is a good idea. So, um, but you know, that that's a start. And if they manage to look after themselves, okay, for the weekend, then, yeah. then that's good as well. Um, and for I some think, of them, it'll be the first experience of properly looking after themselves. Yes, it will be. You know, I'd hope that there's some some sensible parents out there that yeah. have taken their kids camping at least once or twice, because that that always, you know, that fares you well, definitely, yeah. definitely. So um, yeah, it's it is good for kids to do. It's a great experience. Um, but equally, they just I think it's it's good for them to feel confident that if they do get stuck at all on, on a festival site or if something happens or if something's not, you know, feeling too great or making them feel too great, that there is a lot of crew and there's a lot of people, just anybody generally that's got a high-vis jacket on, you know, even if they probably are looking like they're partying nuts, they're probably somebody who's a nice person because <laughs> it's got Oxfam written on it or something. Yeah. And those are the people to go and ask. Because actually that was going to be my next question. What have you noticed that the festival organisers have brought in or do to keep them all safe and to make sure that they all have a fun time and a nice time? So so you've obviously got security. Um, I've definitely seen in, in you know the years that I've been doing events work, um, more security patrols around, well, you've got more specialised areas. So for a start, they have more family camping areas or camping areas for young people. If it's a massive, massive festival, if they want to do that. If not, and it's an open festival like Glastonbury, you know, kind of... Or, or Reading and Leeds, we've got a lot more young people there, but an arena festival, they'll have security walking in patrols around the campsites, which is great. Um, I've got some um, friends who, who work with CATS, which is campsite assistant teams, and that's been implemented over the last, you know, 10 years, I'd say, where those are uh, young people um, who, who are at university, say, so just come out of that age group, they're all just going to Reading and Leeds, um, and they'll have a caravan situated kind of in the camping areas for, for the for the people that are coming there, for the young people that are coming. I keep wanting to say punters, but it's the wrong way to refer <laughs> to them. So I, I think we'll all know what you mean if you uh, call them yeah, punters. It's terrible. Yeah. But, but anyway, so so they have you know, a caravan set up and then lots of people in, I think they wear turquoise high visits, all numbered, and, and they're purely there, young people, to go around and help the kids put up their tents, you know, ask them if there's any problems, just be a friendly check-in, which is great. Um, so, so yeah, there's a lot more kind of things going on. Obviously, welfare is kind of really, I'd say, for, for most festivals, have, have kind of cranked up, you know, the, the kind of... Um, so what might come under welfare? Well, you obviously, you're going to get people experimenting at festivals, whether they're drinking too much, taking drugs, maybe they've gone and got themselves in an awkward position, um, you know, and somebody is, is kind of making kind of uh, making moves on them it's, and, and they end up having sex or something like that that they don't want to end up doing or they're pressurising things they shouldn't be doing. Um, welfare is there for you know, either kind of hopefully an intervention first of all, 
but secondly to be there if anybody needs to be picked up and looked after um, which is what you always don't hope for you know um, but but again going back to kind of campsite assistant teams and, and people like that the first aiders that we have on site the security teams that are on site those kind of you kind of generally have got people out there that can lend and assist help and it, would they be on duty sort of 24 24 7 all the time everybody's on duty on site so, so there'll be people wandering around the campsite yeah, at night absolutely. checking everybody's okay. checking making sure that nobody is going around doing things that they shouldn't be doing selling things that they shouldn't be doing um equally there's a lot of festivals now um I think we do, because I was inside the inner gate, and I'm sure security, but don't quote me on this, but I'll say that there are other festivals, they are starting to limit the amount of alcohol that people can bring in, mm -hmm. which is good, mm -hmm. I think that is good, because you do have, you have festivals which are a little bit more orientated to one thing, then you'll have one that's a different thing, so Reading and Leeds are big drinking festivals, mm -hmm. so that, you know, that is a worry. And just, just so weekly, if, if you've got a 16, 17 year old coming in with alcohol Do, are they going to get past the security gates with that they shouldn't get past the security gates they shouldn't that. get then past we go, past, we, we go into a whole a whole area where I, <laughs> I feel a little bit strongly on certain age age yeah. kind of ages to buy tickets and things so you'll have festivals where 16 year olds can be allowed in accompanied by an 18 year old um, and that is fine because they're an adult but um, sometimes it will be an 18 year old that they don't know and that person mm. can obviously they can bring in the alcohol and then, yeah. Because I actually was looking on the on the big sites the other day to see what the actual legal age for coming in is, and it's fifteen and under. You have to be accompanied by somebody over eighteen, isn't it? But once they yeah. get to sixteen, they see it seems to be okay it's, to have it's, your it's, own. It's a bit of a loose one. So the way that we I kind of work on the principle is that they should be coming in accompanied by an eighteen year old. Ideally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. ideally. But that doesn't happen yeah. all the time. And, so. and I guess most parents' biggest fear about festivals is, um, well, partly the alcohol and the drinking, but really it's going to be about the drugs and, mm -hmm. and, and where that leads. And, you know, I was, I was talking to some parents the other day and their, their children have gone to a festival, you know, everybody chucks in 10 quid. Maybe somebody goes off and finds whatever they can find. And I know that um, some of the big, bigger festivals certainly have introduced the drugs testing stations, mm -hmm. which I have pretty uh, strong views on. But I, what I wondered what you thought of, what you thought of them. Um, it's a little bit of a mixed feeling. I can see the... I, I would say that I can part say that I'm for them, but equally I can say that I'm part not not for them because I guess because of the two different roles that I work within. So when I'm looking at things through the eyes of a mother, I'm not for them at all. But when it's through the eyes of somebody who's worked on site and you don't want any, you know, anybody... If they've come to a festival, you don't want them then, and they're going to do these things, you don't want them to have an awful experience and for horrible people to get on that site and be selling things to people that isn't what it is. Mm -hmm. you know. So I can see from a crew perspective that's, that's how it's made be viewed. Mm -hmm. So this way it eliminates any real nasty, nasty people getting on site because they'll know that they'll just get caught in the end mm -hmm. in a roundabout way through crew. But it's also that kind of catch-22 but then are you kind of condoning it mm -hmm. 
for it to happen. And you don't want to be doing that, you know. Nobody wants to be doing that and saying that this is okay. Yeah. Um, the, the main thing that should be really happening is, I think, more is work on, you know, young people and empowering them to make the right decisions themselves and to say, you know, to be able to think to themselves, nah, I don't really need to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's fine for me to go, do you know what, I'm going to save my tenor guys and I'll probably just go off and buy some biodegradable body glitter or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah, it's kind of like, and feel a bit more, you know, by, by saying no, then that's, you know, them feeling empowered by that and just kind of thinking, yeah, I've made the right decision there really. I don't have to bother to walk all the way down to the place that's going to get my things tested. Yeah to then find out it's not something really that we should be doing. Yeah. Then I can't buy my biodegradable body ghetto because I've yeah. been a bit of a sausage and wasted my time, you know, and I'd rather kind of hope that that's where we should be spending time yeah. in educating them. and empowering yeah. these kids when they can come on on site and, and whichever kind of aspect it is, whether or not we're gonna go off, you know, a lad's gonna go off with a girl for the night or, you know, whichever way and and they both get really wasted you know and then one proposition to the other and the other doesn't want to do that then they want to feel empowered that that's absolutely fine to say do you know what I'm going to go back to my tent and that's Mm -hmm. fine I don't want to do that so that's that's where I think really things should be headed with a bit more of a middle of a ground from a pastoral context you know yeah, I think you and I sit on the same page big time on that one. So definitely. Um, I mean, my personal view on the drugs testing stations is that it. I, I was talking to the lady who's a head of security at Glastonbury, and she mm. was saying the drugs testing stations, when they test them, there wasn't a single one there that didn't have some other product mixed in. Absolutely. And there's all kinds of stuff mixed yeah. in. And but even if you're saying, well, this one's sort of vaguely okay, we still don't know what our brain is like. So Absolutely. you just don't know how you're going to work. So I, I think it's a bit of a, you have to be a bit careful with giving them the idea that something's okay or not okay. Yeah. So education. Yeah. Definitely. So um, of all that, you know, all the stuff that you've seen at festivals, and I'm pretty sure you'll have seen most of what goes on there, um, what are the kind of the best and the worst things that you've seen? Well, the best things that I've seen happening at festivals is just people enjoying themselves really friends all together people sitting and talking um people playing a game of chess for some really lovely music's playing in the background people watching ballet for the first time who never would have ever watched ballet ever in their lives you know to to maybe some crazy circus acts um i think yeah just just people just enjoying themselves and that kind of um Oh, how would you say um, just when everybody's in a group all together and you can see that they've got no cares or no worries everything's just removed for a moment and they can focus on having a bit of downtime and relaxing exchanging of ideas giving that space to maybe sit and talk to one another for once so meet new people meet new people um, mm. and share new experiences um, so yeah, and I think if you can make it camping for three days, um, <laughs> <laughs> surviving, you definitely can. You know, it's it's, it's good. It teaches you a few things. 
So that's that's the best things that I've seen. Too many best things, really. You know, okay. lots of people looking after one another. Um, when you've worked festivals that have been completely flooded, like Glastonbury and and many others, when it was about two thousand and six, two thousand and seven, yeah. and just people pulling together and just still making the events happen in what would seem, you know, an impossible mission, really. So teamwork, so but you then see the best of people. Yeah, definitely, and and I guess that's also because I've worked a lot of the festivals, and then crew do really pull together to to make sure that then you see all these smiling faces and people making friends for the first time and having a you know a wonderful mm-hmm. time. But yeah, and the worst, worst experiences. Yes, the kids getting too wasted. Definitely. But it's just when people go that little bit too far and they've put themselves in a very vulnerable position. That is that that is actually the worst thing to see and I have helped quite a few kids in those positions before, so So if you put all your different hats on together, so to speak, so that pastoral care that mm-hmm. you do in the schools and the festival work and your artistic side uh, and you were there advising a parent whose 16-year-old has just finished their GCSEs. Mm-hmm. They've kind of earned the right of passage because they've proved themselves trustworthy up to now. Is there one thing that you would say to them before they let them go? Um, I think if something doesn't feel right, if you're going off to this, have the most amazing experience of a lifetime, but you know where I am, I can always just drop everything, come get you. And and if something isn't right or doesn't feel right, it's absolutely fine to say no or just or just give us a call or something like that. But make sure you have a wicked time. Yes. That and that's such, how I would leave it. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic note for us so, to finish on as well. It has been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Thank you so, so much. Thank you, no problem. It's been wonderful speaking to you too. Once again, a huge thank you to Lorna and to you for joining us. If you are sending your teenager off to a festival and you want the all singing, all dancing guide on how to set them up for festival success, please visit the teentips.co.uk website where you can download the free teen tip sheet. I hope you'll join me for the next podcast when we're going to be talking to Arabella Davis. Arabella is an education and schools consultant who not only works for the Tatler Schools Guide, in which capacity she gets to go and poke her nose around many of the country's top school, but she's also been helping families with entry into school for more than 15 years. If you have a question you'd particularly like to put to Arabella, do email it in to info at teentips.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening and goodbye until the next time.